0: Thank you for clicking play once again. You didn't have to. Um, please don't change your mind. Uh, it's Rochelle and Carter. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Ask me
1: why I'm smiling so big.
0: Why are you smiling so because big? Because
1: you told me right before we go on this podcast, mm-hmm. this a horrible joke.
0: Yeah, it's from the the Leslie Nielsen movies, one of those slapstick movies.
1: And it was about what was it? Well, he
0: said that uh, one character said that his uh wife had passed away in a uh, blimp a blimp accident. Which and I mean,
1: there are there any blimps right now?
0: Ever? Well, there's blimps. There's blimps.
1: Like but yeah. just like the giant inflatable ones that nobody is in, no, right? No, in TV
0: coverage. No, oh, okay. there's people in those, I okay. think. And uh and Leslie Nielsen replies, mm, "Good year." As in, for some reason, you'd be asking about the brand that's on the the blimp, and the guy replies, "No, it was the worst. Was the
1: worst <laughs> year." <laughs> And now we're going to talk about our quiet time.
0: Here are two people that are going to get you biblically minded. Uh, No, this is through HopeOnDemand.com. A lot of great resources. There's one about pride there. There is uh, accountability. There is singleness. There's all sorts of topics there. Let's
1: talk about accountability after that joke. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, (laughs) at least I didn't make it up.
1: I got to tell you, here's the thing. We're not going to get you biblically minded. The Holy Spirit takes care of that. There you go. We're going to present some stuff that we have discovered in the Bible, and God's word is alive.
0: Just passing it along to you. That's exactly. We're just the facilitators. It, it f- is its thing. The catalyst. Yeah, there you if go. If you will. There just you like go. we were for that joke. And what you should stop do is stop bringing it up. You should just let
1: that go. You
0: should oh. listen to you. Okay. Do you listen to the words coming out of your mouth?
1: I'm going to put a little bit of a disclaimer on this one. Okay. This one is about Hosea.
0: All right. Is that you, the disclaimer?
1: Well, well, I guess if you don't know about Hosea, then I probably should fill you in a little bit more. Is
0: this Hosea is the one that had to be married to somebody? Is that right?
1: Okay, so there is a little bit of mm, debate. Maybe okay. that's a better word right. of saying whether or not his wife had cheated before or after. Now, if you were to just read it verbatim, it sure looks like in the translations that this woman was some form of what they would call a prostitute, or maybe that is just a word of passion used in this moment because she uh, was was an adulterous person. Okay. Okay. But there's, I mean, it also indicates that she could have been faithful just after the marriage. Either way, not a great situation for Hosea, especially he's married to her. They have three children Mm -hmm. and the Lord invites him to forgive her. And it's this incredible way of being able to say, this is what my people have done to me. God almighty. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been in that set of circumstances. Uh, I have a very close family member whose uh, spouse cheated and it was horrific. But at the same time, it was also an incredibly, it was a, a a holy thing to watch because he chose to forgive. Mm. And that was powerful. Um, And I watched him become a new creation. I like, I grew up with this person And I I saw him from the outside in and just, you know, you think, you know, a guy and then something like this happens to him. You truly find out what people are made of when, you know, when they're put to the fire. Yeah. The dross melts away and it reveals what's underneath the gold in this instance. You know, he's shown because he allowed God to work his power through through the situation. You know,
0: do you think that he you would have said he was prepared for that or you think this was even a catalyst that helped grow his faith? Hmm. Yes, to both.
1: I would say it. I would say it grew his faith. Yeah, because I don't know that anybody could be prepared for an event. True. I mean, I can be tried this way and that, but in this particular way, I don't. I mean, I don't know that anybody could truly be prepared for that, unless, of course, this happened to them more than once. Mm. But you know, you think about loyalty and faithfulness, and you have made a commitment. There's a covenant promise there. And again, if you've experienced this and have gone the route of forgiveness, then you know what we're talking about. or if you went the route of like you went around the way to forgiveness. does that make sense? It's like you've chosen to forgive, but it wasn't one of those things that it was um not that his was an easy situation at all. He did not easily forgive. He chose to forgive. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's taken you a few years is what I'm saying though. Yeah. Or perhaps you came to know the Lord after the situation. Everybody's circumstances are different, but when you allow the Lord um, through your obedience to his word, to follow his lead and forgive something incredibly miraculous takes place, not just in your own life, but in the lives of those who watch around you in the life of the person that you've chosen to forgive. Um, It's, it's unbelievable what can happen. You know, God, it spreads like wildfire in a good way. God's spirit.
0: I think it's amazing because uh, a lot of times we can be black and white with this this specific issue, but any issue of forgiveness, that if uh, in this in this context, well, if I forgive them, that means I got to stay with them. And it can look an array of ways. Mm-hmm. It, it, certainly, if it's an abusive situation, it's like, uh, see you later, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But... Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we're exempt from forgiveness. Sure. It might just be from a distance, but allowing that bitterness to not grow in our heart.
1: Well, in this particular instance, forgiveness was given with my friend, um, but it was, I, I think it was, I think it was received, but they, they chose to not stay with my friend any longer. Mm. They were,
0: they were too, uh, they were too, too far gone. yeah,
1: I guess in the sense that they were ready to move on. Mm. And this just gave them that leverage in their own mind, I guess, to do so. Ugh. And it was, you know, both parties would tell you we both contributed to where we were. Uh, but there was a clear sense of, I mean, this guy got reborn. <laughs> he just was a new creature. And he rededicated his life to the Lord and just admitted to all of the the stuff that would have led to um, this place. You know, you're accountable for your own actions. She was accountable. You chose to do what you did. But he admitted to responsibility in leading up to that place, you know. And I think just a mature thing to be able to admit to. Nobody wants to go, yeah, I made you cheat. Now, he didn't say that. You choose what you choose to do. Mm. However, he admitted to allowing things into their marriage that were not healthy. And that led to. This place of like, they just begin to grow apart in terms of, I I mean, that's what sin does. Yeah. It dissects. And
0: and that's where you, now you step back and what you're going to get into with Hosea. um, God does not, God doesn't tempt. He literally says those words. Mm -hmm. So he, there's, there's nothing on his part that allows, but we not only make choices, but we also allow and let things, you know, the voice mm-hmm. of the enemy mm-hmm. or other people influence us. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden there's not, there's this, not this great environment where it's, we don't feel as close to God because we have a lot of other voices to influence us.
1: Absolutely. And, and God, it's a different scenario in that. I mean, he wants to give us this, this image of, hey, this is what it feels like. And Hosea, you know he felt deeply what happened. And he had three children with this woman. And then he's invited to forgive and cover and even goes to pay the debt that she owed to these people mm. after it was over with you imagine taking money to the men that she was with so he yeah it's an incredible thing an act of grace and compassion and it's god's image towards his people he's like you have disgraced yourselves <laughs> uh, because i can i mean I, can you disgrace the father truly that's a question no can you bring shame to his name I think you can carry it in vain. We've talked about that. You can I, you can wear his name, but you yeah. do the wrong thing. Can you put shame on him, though?
0: I think when we talk about Christian culture, giving a bad name to Christians and mm-hmm. all that, mm-hmm. we do put a lot of responsibility on ourselves of we we ruin, maybe we ruin people's pathway to God or mm-hmm. something like that. And I, I think we're taking too much credit in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I, I don't think, certainly I think we need to act like a holy people that we are set apart to be. Uh, but man, there's nothing, God can reach anybody and we're Absolutely. not gonna mess anything up.
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually talking about though, can you disgrace God? No. You don't think so?
0: I, I guess I would need it explained.
1: I completely agree with you. Okay. You can't disgrace God. He's perfect. How are you going to bring shame on him? No, you bring shame on yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: When you carry his name in vain. So here's this perfect being in a covenant relationship with the people that are imperfect, and so any relationship, um, any any wrongdoing there is going to be on us. Yeah. <laughs> And so I I, now I don't know the story fully of Hosea and Gomer, but it was used as this picture symbolic representation of a person was cheated upon and a grace was offered to cover the sin. And that is what God wanted to be represented as people. But you shared something really interesting. It's so easy. It goes on in Hosea 10 to share about like um, when good things were happening for Israel and God was, you know, blessing and flourishing them. It talks about how, Hey, you know, the fields are doing pretty good. The vines are full of grapes. All this stuff is going really good. And guess what you do? You allow your focus to go and and build more places to erect more idols. You lose focus on the one who provided for you the good harvest.
0: Mm.
1: And I think that that's, that's so easy. Now, golden calf aside, what draws your attention away? What draws my attention away? Yeah. From recognizing God's goodness. I couldn't tell you the last time that I thanked God for um, the scent of my bath gel. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even tell you the, the first time. It's just, but last night I'm in the shower and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this this passage and wanting to be that gratitude attitude person, which I admittedly am just, it, I have to force myself to think it. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank mm-hmm. you for breath in my body. Thank you for it because i'm I'm so easy to complain, you know, and so easy to to forget the the hand that provided this hot shower soap for me to get clean. yeah, I can smell the soap as I rub it into my face right now in this moment. you know, I the little things, I don't want to get away from being grateful because I think that's the first step towards losing sight. You yeah,
0: I, I often forget, I think like you were talking about, but I this used to be overwhelming to me of pray without ceasing and then things like trying to remember to pray before bed and and at mealtime. And, <laughs> and and if you really combine those, it really de-stresses me at least uh-huh. that it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. So an authentic thank you yes. for um, I mean, literally, the scriptures say, I can't remember where, but scriptures say, you know, uh, God allows wine for the heart of men to be glad and the bread to for the strength of men, right? So that everything, I, I, I got a uh, Topo Chico, <laughs> or, or I mean, just, I enjoy this. God, thank you for thank this. You for and this. then that's it. And if it's authentic, it's like it, there's there doesn't need to be this, okay, everybody, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our, it. It's a simple thank you.
1: And that's not saying anything against the ritual of prayer before a meal or anything, but I, I get. What you're saying, it can become routine.
0: Yeah, if it's kind of scripted, I think that's where it's like, well, is it a checklist thing that I'm doing, or am I being authentic? He
1: with it? wants authenticity, and he even shares that in the book of Hosea. He shares that all throughout Scripture. He constantly reminding, I am not interested, really, about sacrifice with you. It's about you knowing me. That's mm. what he was interested in. He's interested in relationship. And it's funny because here they are; they they continue to make their sacrifices to him. They don't do it according to what he has asked. The rules that have been passed down from Moses, they don't do it according to those laws, but they're still making sacrifice to him. And on the side, they're still sacrificing to Baal, the, that's, this that's, foreign god. That's dumb. It is dumb. But <laughs> ha- have you served two masters in your life?
0: I think all of us struggle with it. We do.
1: And I have to be open to recognizing that. I can't always be down when I'm reading through the Old Testament I'm going, man, these people are dumb. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, Rochelle, I love you, sweetheart, but you know, the, the story of the prodigal son was for us all to see ourselves in the story in some way. It could be the older brother. It could be the younger brother that came back. Um, but it's, it's almost retold in the book of Hosea and, uh, it, it talks about the child carelessly leaving, taking all this wealth and not paying tribute and honor and respect to the dad. And the dad, in this instance, it shows the struggle of God being so mad. Mm. You don't get that in the prodigal son story. You just see the redemptive part, you know, from the father. But he lets them, you know, when they cry out for their own, king, give us a king. Well, Samuel's like, please let the Lord be the king. He wants to be the one who rules over you. He knows best. No, we want a king. Mm. So he lets them continue to go there. It's again, free will.
0: He, uh, what is it in Romans? He left them to the desires of their heart. And look at what happened. You you want, you get what you want. You get eventually. what you
1: want. But what happens is that, and here's where we would probably, as the world would listen to that story and be like, well, good riddance. See you later. Good for nothing.
0: About the prodigal son. Yeah. You're yeah. not even
1: thanking me. Right. Bye. Right. Well, you see that anger side of the Lord, but there at the end of the story uh, with the prodigal son and as well as, as in Hosea, there is the promise of, but I am going to be merciful to you. I love you. How could I let you go? Mm-hmm. You are mine. And the more we know God, the more we know his heart, the more we see that. And the more we even, oh my word, would this be a weird statement? Try to sympathize with His,
0: with His situation
1: <laughs> by putting ourselves like He's given us these pictures. With Hosea and Gomer, his wife. Uh,
0: Or parenthood. My goodness. Parenthood. An exhausting temper tantrum day. And at the end of the night, they say, I'm sorry, mommy. I love you. Mm. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. it's You know,
1: 25 years it takes to write the book of Hosea filled with poetry. Um, And at the end of the day, there is this incredible picture of this tree and God is the tree and we are the fruit and it's for all people. And, uh, you know, you read some pretty chilling stuff in there about how, you know, you keep going. Oh, gosh. And we do this so often, don't we do? The two masters thing. You're going to these other countries that don't serve me, don't recognize me as Syria and Egypt come up a lot. And you keep going. But you want them to be your allies. And then you're bringing in all these other idols. And you're thinking all these other people. You are... You're trying to be your everything, trying to check all the boxes, making sure you've got the right people in place if you need them instead of relying completely on me. And at the end of the book, we, we see that I'm going to give you another chance to learn what trust looks like. And at the beginning of the book, it shows you that he is going to unite the people of Israel and Judah, this, this country that's been divided. He's going to give them a chance to unite under one king. But I mean, we know that that king is Jesus Christ. And he gives that opportunity for all people to be united under him. And it is a daily choice. Sometimes it's it's an hourly choice. If you've just gone through a really big ordeal where somebody has been disloyal, it is a choice. Joy does not necessarily come through a fleeting feeling. <laughs> um, that is a choice. And uh, it's it's the right one because we see what the wrong one does. Mm. It leads you astray. It leads to sin. It leads to good riddance. And we all know good riddance, writing people off. (sighs) There is such tremendous hope in the person of Jesus Christ. He shares with us. He didn't write anybody off. And don't you just get, I mean, just excited when you, when you read that gospel message story of what he did for us, it gets you excited. And so it's, it's something we can offer to other people through our obedience to God and giving grace to others.
0: I, I remember um one family member acting like a yahoo.
1: A yahoo. And I don't
0: mean kid stuff. I mean I mean serious stuff. And another family member, older in the family, uh, said, "Well, if this first family member that I named <laughs> wants to act like white trash, then we'll just let him act like white trash." Okay. And I didn't argue this family member is what <clears throat> well, I, I said that word. You know who it was. So uh, is an older <laughs> member of this family. And yet in years since I've seen such I don't even know if there was like a moment, but just the sympathy mm-hmm. for the difficulty that original that family member one was put through in life mm-hmm. that it experienced mm-hmm. by her choices and, and not her choices and. And there has been such a a bond sense of are they the closest in the world? No. Mm. But but that statement is not being lived out. Certainly Mm -hmm. it's been a a come back to me moment. And it's been really encouraging to see. And I I don't know what the you know, the all of a sudden the uh, the light bulb moment was. It wasn't obvious to me, but all of a sudden they're welcome back. Yeah. And so I love seeing that we even get to those moments. All right. Well, you know what? That's it. And. And then continuing to fight that and not say, that's the end. I've said it. I've declared it. But allowing for people to come back.
1: God allowed the consequences to take place. Yeah. He did because he knows best. He allowed this stuff, to the shenanigans, to go on for a piece. So when you read about the horrors that happened through the exile and all that, you're like, oh, my word, this is harsh. It was. Mm-hmm. But God allowed for a, a lengthy period of time for his people to return to him. And they didn't, they didn't, and so here he allows them to experience the the fire. And those where the dross falls off and the gold shines through stick around for the good stuff. Mm. And I think, I, I think it's amazing that he allowed them to to stick around for the good stuff. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He didn't write them off. He said, if you truly are interested in knowing me and a relationship with me, because that's what this world is all about. It's not about success. It's not about anything. It is about relationship with God, knowing our creator, period. And we've made it about so many other things. And when we finally get it back to, oh, that's my purpose, is to praise you. Oh, it's not about me. Then, then we start walking in the light of a, a new era for you. It's it's Rochelle's new era. It's Carter's new era. This is the new life because it's not about me. That relieves me so much pressure. Yeah. Do you know? It's yeah. like, oh, I have, to get, I have to get all of this stuff. To, I, have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, can I trust the Lord today? Things are not, now that doesn't mean that you're not going to experience hardship, but I'm going to experience it in a new way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I, I know you mentioned it a couple of times. What was Jose's wife's name? Gomer. Well, golly, not pile. What's wrong with you? <laughs> sorry, I... Well, we
1: already heard the first joke. So uh, so, sorry, just sorry that's exactly
0: right. <laughs> uh, you talk about doing enough, whether for ourselves or or for God. And I've just been on this journey of understanding what our faith is, because a uh, a pastor brought up on how you can how people can be even judgmental. Um, uh, when it comes to I think why people don't go to church, there are certain Christians that are kind of uppity and stuffy mm. and things like that. But even even them, he he said as a pastor, I've seen some of the most judgmental Christians come to me for counseling in private and go, I'm just not sure I'm saved.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: you know what I mean. And uh-huh. there's this there's this not sure aspect. So
1: maybe they're projecting their own fear onto potentially, others potentially.
0: Okay, be- because I think that can be a fear. I know I've I've certainly been there. Of you're you have done enough good one day or one week that you're feeling on top of the world. Mm. And then you mess up and you're like, oh no. Yeah. Am I am I? And I think if you live there, I have been encouraged by just the assurance of just a couple of verses. Um in Romans and in Philippians, I'll just I'll just read these. It's pretty easy. Uh in Romans four, Romans, yeah. Am I mean four, yeah. Romans four verse sixteen. So the promise is received by faith. Mm -hmm. It is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it, Mm -hmm. whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, it says earlier that Abraham was made right with God because of faith, because he believed God Mm -hmm. and he just simply took God at his word and followed the you know to another another land right he believed god he was made right that was his righteousness he didn't do enough good things it was faith and so you you wonder about being sure i love how it says that in 16 we are all certain to receive it whether or not we've been good enough basically yeah and then uh saying if you have that faith and philippians 1 6 says and i am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns, that Mm -hmm. we are a, a new creation. Uh, we were dead in our sin and transgressions and then a new creation. God now helps us quote, be good enough. Mm -hmm. We're already right with him. Mm -hmm. But then when we don't, you know, one week we feel like we, I don't know, even haven't been to church enough or we don't treat people nice enough. And it's like, Oh man, I failed. because there's still this battle Of spirit and flesh going on with us, like guilt instead of growth. Well, guilt, but even yeah, but even doing the wrong thing in the first place. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sin, like literally, like so. I messed up. Oh no, I wonder if I'm. No, it's we're 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 sanctified is the big word for it. Getting more and more, hopefully like Christ as we live a longer life and that, yeah, maybe when you're 80, why do do older people, especially older Christians, have such wisdom? They live life. They've seen the mistakes that they've made and they've learned from them and moved on, hopefully. And so when I'm sure that when I'm 80, I'm going to be hopefully more like Jesus than I am right now. Yeah. And it's just a growing process. There
1: may be a time, though, where you look back and you think, I knew him better then
0: than I do now. I mean, I'm sure there's ups and downs. Oh, there was in my I, life. Yeah, I think though that you, in in a whole sense, it's a journey. Hopefully, are more mature. Yeah, you might be in a bad rut, but hopefully, you are more mature. You will
1: be for it when you come back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you, Pilgrim's Progress comes to mind. The the story of Pilgrim, who is on this journey, this faith journey, and there are times where he gets sidetracked.
0: You mm-hmm. know, he gets
1: off the path. So that that's a thing. But when you come back, you're going to be stronger for it mm. because you've learned some stuff on the side. But um, I, I yeah, you can guilt yourself over that too, and that's just not a good place to dwell. I love it if the Lord brings conviction into your life and says, "Look, that was not a good idea." You know what, God, that was a terrible idea. Yeah, you may even try <sighs> laughing out loud at yourself because when you laugh out loud, it kind of relieves it of the intensity that the enemy wants you to feel in shame and guilt, and you need to repent of the sin, but at the same time, God wants you to live in freedom period. So, I mean, do what you got to do to get it to that place of, Oh my word, I did such a terrible thing. Why would I do that? Why would it? And we all do that. I have lamented deeply over areas of life. And how do you get to that place of freedom
0: Mm -hmm.
1: after you've done a thing, you've repented of the thing. And now I want to move on.
0: Well, and and I think just, you know, my point with it, of there's certainly those battles within life, but, it should never go to a place. I mean, it does because we're human. I'm just saying it it shouldn't. here's the fact, right? The fact is that faith is a gift and that we're made right with God by faith. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that God is who He said He is, that Jesus is the only way to heaven because he did the work and not us, then when it comes to beating ourselves up and yeah. all that, it should be within like a dome, if you will. okay okay it should be, I mean, Again, we could talk about the right way to do it. And, and certainly I, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying it, it should be like, man, I got to get better. Oh. But what should never come into question is that all of a sudden I'm not saved. Oh, right. Yeah. That should never. That's like outside of the dome. Right. That's just like, no. If, uh, like I could say I could say this. If I and I am a dad, he's Ezra is 11 months old. almost. Were you about to old. say
1: if I'm a dad?
0: If I'm a dad. You um, what? Is this great? Did I blow your mind? <laughs> so I, I'm a dad. And I could have a really bad day of parenting. Mm. I yelled at him. I ignored him. I was on my phone too much. I decided to get ice cream only for me, which actually right now that's totally appropriate. He should be having ice cream. Took Uh, him
1: through a drive through car wash that made him cry. Oh, wait.
0: You need to shut your mouth. That really happened. That really happened, and I feel bad about that. (laughs) Now we're in the dome again. (laughs) Um, And so, no, but let's say I just have a terrible day of parenting. At the end of the day, if I question, I wonder if I'm actually a father. Mm. That is the dumbest thing. <laughs> it's, that, a, it's just like a that. fact. Yeah. It's I am a father. Like yeah. that is a dumb. Am I a good father? You know, that that may come into question. Am I a Christian that's living the walk? I talk the talk, but am I truly living it? That sure. can come into question. But are you a Christian should never. It's just a fact if you have the faith. Yeah, I'm
1: really glad that you tied that all together. I I assumed that you knew I was right there with you.
0: Yeah, I no, was, no, no. I, I was trekking you with yeah. you with
1: the guilt thing. Yeah, because uh, but you bringing up the topic of, am I a Christian still? Boy, that is a severe, fear filled thought, isn't it? Yeah. And the enemy loves to. You, here's one that really scared me when I was a little girl. Was, what about the? Um, and we've talked about this on past podcasts the unforgivable sin. Mm-hmm. When you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, uh, that is what Jesus says is not pardonable. And, okay, well, what does that mean? That That's a spiritual thing inside you that goes against, that is anti-everything that God is about. And the, it, that is a, I am a, a reprobate mind, in my opinion. Like, there's no hope for me because I have...
0: You're declining it.
1: I'm, I'm completely full out, uh-uh. Yeah. Now, like if you're saying, but oh, I have declined God before. I have said no to him. I have made fun of it in the past. I, God knows the difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: between a person who fully knows what they're doing and still, you know, is is all about blaspheming the Holy Spirit and and denying the gift of Jesus Christ. He knows the difference between somebody being a punk kid.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: and somebody who is who is deciding and choosing evil, you know? And and I have to trust that, especially because fear can play such an ugly role in your world. What if I'm not, what if, oh my word, have I damned myself to hell because I dot, dot, dot. Mm. And I just want you to feel some relief in that. The Lord looks at the heart. That's what he told Samuel when he was picking Picking David out of all of the people. He's not looking on the outside. He's not looking at surface level. And I think we're talking surface level denial. That's what we're talking about when when we're afraid. Now, when it goes to the heart denial, like you have determined mind, soul, body, spirit. Yeah. That is when you are, are treading into the waters of, okay, you've and, made your choice.
0: And I totally agree. I just wonder, would somebody make that choice? But then 10 years later be able to come back. And I, I guess I feel like kind of the, the, the uh, arena's open for mm-hmm. as long as you're on this earth.
1: I think there are some that would say that what you just shared is not possible because Jesus didn't say that there was, a, there, there was no asterisk after what he said, but look, I, I am one of the first people to say just because you didn't see the asterisk does not mean it's not there. God is eternal. He's immortal. He is sovereign. He's the one with the final say. I don't begin to be, I don't touch, I'm not good enough to to put on his sandals, as John the Baptist said about Jesus. You know, I, I don't know. Sure. If I believe in the redemption of the cross of Christ, then I believe that all things are possible. Is it possible that the point of no return can be, you can still return from that?
0: Look. Well, I guess I look at the thief on the cross. Yeah. Now maybe... That wouldn't be the definition of his love. We don't know about his life. We just mm-hmm. know he was, we don't think he was a believer. He clearly had done things to be put on the cross, but there at the last moments of life, he was going to see Jesus later that day in paradise.
1: Look at what we were talking about earlier with Gomer, what took place there. Mm. And the, um, apparently he settled the debt for lovers, not a lover. So this was a multiple offense. Mm. So this was not this talk about the past, the point of no return. If you've been cheated on that many times, that would probably feel like the point. Well, this is over. Right. We're done. Yeah. How many times the people of Israel cheated on God over and over and over? We have touched on that as I'm journeying through the scripture, through the Bible. How many times over and over and over again? And what is his answer? Some people have made their choice. Sometimes the earth swallowed those people
0: up. True. True.
1: But God still shares this incredible message of hope there is someone coming there is someone coming and it's and it's Jesus and it's just amazing how all these paths are leading to the one
0: so if you feel like you just you don't know and you first of all i mean the the, the literal way the information of the gospel is believe in the one that he sent believe that Jesus is the only way and that uh, that you turning from your sins and towards him and believing uh, that he is the way; nobody comes to the Father except through the Son. Uh, then, then, then that's it. That's putting mm. your faith in Jesus that He did the work. Amen. Um, but as for if you're just you, you've done that, but you're still not sure, or mm-hmm. if you feel that you've messed up too big, and I, I'm thinking of a family member, another one that not that I'm, I'm talking a lot about a family this 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 go round, but a family member that really messed up. Mm. I mean, if I told you, you'd be like, "Oh gosh, oh." I mean, it was bad. But even that, even the worst thing that you can think of is, can be put behind you and you move forward in with a relationship with Jesus.
1: The words that you shared earlier were the words of the Apostle Paul, and he is living proof. It doesn't get worse than the persecution of people who are following their, their faith. Yeah. And that was what hit at his hand. He was hurting Jesus' followers. And God chose him.
0: So have faith, literally, because that is the way the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. And I just wanted to, instead of our normal old jingle at the end, can we just play this at the end? What is it? An old hymn. Jeremy <laughs> Riddle is going to sing it. Blessed Assurance. Oh.
1: Blessed Assurance.
0: Jesus
1: is my and oh what a foretaste of glory deeper air of salvation and purchase of God
0: Born of his feet